Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kerry Kermode. At the weekend, I went to Bishop's Court to the first Manannan Sheepdog Trials. And I went at not the first, certainly, the Andreas Root Show, or as it's known today, the Andreas Produce Show, and spoke to some of the people involved in some old traditions. Well, Kiri, uh, we found ourselves at Bishop's Court Farm, uh, up quite a long lane, where the sheepdog trials have been held before, but this one under a, a new group. That's right. Uh, Richard Crow, the chairman of the Manannan Sheepdog Trials, has organised a new group, just bringing people to come over from the UK and locals to have fun and try out the sport, not necessarily have the um, demand of some of the pressures of the other sheepdog trials, trying to qualify for national events and such like. I caught up with Richard Crow and Michael Taggart at the field at Bishop's Court. Well, I'm here with Richard Crow now, fresh off the field. How did it go? Um, it went all right, yeah, there was no mishaps and we got round the course, so I was, I was really pleased with it. And that must be hard for you that's here most days with your dogs, you'll be used to the land and all the rest of it, so how does it, does it work in your favour? I think it definitely works <laughs> in my favour, I'm not going to kid anybody, it, it, it certainly helps when you're running on home ground, like um, these fellas are coming from across and you know it's all strange to them, so yeah, it definitely helps, but you still have the atmosphere here which is not usual so yeah, yeah. um yeah but and you're through to the final yeah through to the final um with ben on the first day so um yeah it, i'm pleased so far yeah. and how has it been for the competitors you know obviously it's quite nerve nerve-wracking for you as the farmer and providing the sheep and all the rest of it it's gone well yeah i've got uh, really good feedback everyone seems really happy with the sheep and and how they've behaved and how the course has been set out and uh, i haven't heard any complaints so <laughs> that's uh, yeah good news brilliant but how did it all come about obviously the, the mananan sheepdog trials now a new one yeah well we decided to just um create this kind of mananan um sheepdog trial and i i asked a friend called frank satherway to to organize a few uh, people to come over so he's invited you know a few of his friends from the northern sheepdog society and um that's where it stemmed from as well so um yeah, and they've they've come over and and they've had to go through a bit of a rigma with um, with this COVID thing of yeah. having to be double vaxxed and everything. So um, yeah, we're pleased. And it is like you say, lovely having the visitors back, and obviously an event like this it always draws the crowds. Oh yeah, yeah, we've had a good turnout. Um, possibly not so much on today because it's been so windy and muggy and whatever. But um, yesterday we had a really good turnout and a, like a fantastic day. And but I have to say the sheep have actually ran better today. But I suppose it's with uh, having a run yesterday um, they're, they're really running well today Oh no, it has been absolutely fantastic So now from here, how does it go? Well we're hoping to have one maybe every year this year and we'll just we want to keep it fairly small, we only want around about 25 to 30 dogs we want it to be, be a very relaxed atmosphere no pushing them through and no standard set that everybody gets the run and everybody gets a fair run um, because they're spending a lot of money to come over here they want to have a good time and uh, I'm, I'm hoping these ones have had a good time as well. And how has it been for the judge, uh, Norman Christian? You know, he's an old hand at it. Yeah, he's been a star. I mean, uh, it's difficult to get judges over here. So, uh, I mean, he's. I think he's enjoyed it. Well, I'm sure he's enjoyed it. Um, um, and, yeah, he was a brilliant handler himself. So he, he has a bit of... Um, dog and handle a sympathy as well <laughs> yeah. and how has the field been generally um it's been good yeah i mean they've uh, 
the the course has been set up quite nice and they, they, they seem to be getting on with it and yeah so it's nice to see them getting round like you say and all getting finished isn't yeah, it yeah you don't you don't want to see it that the sheep are all over the place and there's no tidy runs at all everybody wants to just prove their dog can get round and do the job so but and i would say 100 percent of them have yeah. yeah and that's what you want to go home with isn't it knowing that you've done the best you can oh definitely yeah and they certainly have and uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed their company to be honest well frank status wait welcome to the isle of man i've been coming for years 20 years maybe well i never that's yes. nearly nearly manx <laughs> it was portishay they had the trial at portishay that was a while ago now yeah yes i My would word. somebody said it'd be 20 years it and, would be yeah. Yeah. yeah and how have you felt today as compared to oh, portishay back then My oh goody good it's it's good it's good to come yeah, and that's the thing, is it? With the dog trials, wherever you are in the world, yeah. it's always getting with the people, yeah, good right. dogs, and having a good day that's out. Right. And nice people, nice people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And how yeah. has it gone for you? Oh, not too bad. My young dog went not well yesterday, but uh, the other dog went well, and uh, then I haven't made the last spell, but. Uh, it's yeah. all right, he's gone well. they've gone well, I'm pleased with them. But like you say, a young dog there, this is a perfect opportunity to get him out and get him going yes. and yes. Uh, get them under his belt, perfect. isn't it? Well, sheep's quite good as well. Ah, right. There's, there's maybe one or two lots where there's a rogue sheep comes. Ah, I see, yeah. But, but not too bad, not too bad, but they're quite good as a sheep and they're good to steer with the dogs. Yeah, Some, yeah. Sometimes they're not good to steer because you flank your dog and flank your dog and then all of a sudden your dog's on the front of them. Ah. But, uh, but these are good to steer and they're just a little bit of a flank and you know the turn and yeah. you go, they're good yeah and um, like you say points are lost and gained in certain areas yeah. well once you've lost them you don't get them back oh no, no that, right that you don't get them back so <laughs> you have to be very careful while you're out there yeah and what do you think the secret is between the dog and the handler well i think keeping quiet and keeping relaxed like if you can because if you get boiled up uh -huh. the dog senses it right away oh, and see, he yeah, boils yeah. up and then you get boiled <laughs> up and then it just works but to but, watch there from spectators point of view you just got a, a pen four gates yeah in the middle of the field basically and yes. you and the dog have got to get them four sheep in that's there right, that's right that it, must take hours and hours of training it's marvelous it's marvelous what you can teach a dog it is when you when you sit back and look it's 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 Incredible, really, because what you you know they're just a dumb animal, yeah. and they're nearly human, nearly human. Just, yeah, yeah. That's it. And when you do get that connection with the one dog, you, you very nearly just know hand in hand what's coming next. Well, that's right, that's right. But they're not good to come by. He's good dogs, not good to come by. Right. And is know. is it through the genetics and breeding? Have you got to watch a certain well, line or? Yes, yes, you do that. But you can get the best. You can get a pup out of the best bitch in the country yep. and the best got by with the best dog and just no good. Just no interest? No, well, no good. Don't maybe start to work and oh, never. things like this. And then you get the one from the farmer next door. Yeah, why? Yeah. And you've got a good one. You know, just, it's, it's, it's funny. like it's Just funny. look at the yeah. draw. Yeah, that's right. Because you do see the sales away, you know, skipped in there. They yes. go well, you know, tens of thousands well, of pounds for some yes, of these they've dogs. Gone, they've gone silly money. They've gone right, silly money. Right. Yeah. And and they'll not be all good ones, them. Right, okay. Not, not all of them, not all of them, but you know, that's right. And you do get to see them have a little bit of a run, do you, before yes, you can buy yes, and skip? Yes, and yes, so right. you, but these video sales, these video sales they've been having, lads have to put a video on, or lasses as well, yep. put a video on, on, on Facebook or on, on the website, the auction website, and you know, you can study them. And yep, if you're see. needing a dog, well, take the chance. Yep, take yeah, the chance. My but, word. Uh, yeah. but like you say, it's just that the connection that you two will have is what brings these dogs on, I suppose. That's right, that's right. Yes, that's right. How long will it take for a pup to come into its own? You sort of see them eight, ten weeks showing a bit of interest, you know? Some do, some do, early, but 
I've never thought it been. It's not good when they start too soon. Right, I because see. Because you take them to the sheep and you take them to the sheep when they're little pups. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all they're doing is really chase about and chase about and you're laughing at them and then you can't catch them. But <laughs> And then when they get to be about maybe eight, ten months old and you start to train, they've done that too long, that chasing ah, about. Never. And they've got it all, they want, that's all they want to do. And they take the training badly mm. like that. Ah, so you can ruin them then if you take well, them too soon. Well, I think maybe. I think you can a little. I think you can yeah, a little. If, yeah. if if they start if they start to work about ten months a year old or something like that, and they haven't done this chasing about, they're sometimes better. And you can maybe train them quicker as well. Maybe a month, or six weeks, or something, whatever, depending yeah, on the dog. Yeah. And is know. there much difference between your farm dog and your trial dog? A little bit. A little bit. Um, a good dog, a good dog's always whatever, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the farmer, well, when you sell one to a farmer, we put them on what they call the sides. Right, okay. Lefts Le and rights. Yeah. And the farmer just shouts, well, I call it Arabic. <laughs> well, it just, you, you sell a dog, they've come by to the left normally. Yeah, sure. And, and away to the right. And then you sell them to a farmer and they're just, the shush. Anything. I think the farmer needs training a lot of the well, time. Well, well, but they just, it takes them a long time to get into the way. But when they yeah. get into the way, you know, they do well with them. They do. There's a lot of good lads that's farming that can run dogs well. Like, this but, is it. And you know, have you but, been a farmer in your time? No, no, I was builder. Ah, builder, I see, right. Retired right. builder. So no. how did you get into the dogs? Well, I just had an interest. I had a friend that uh, I used to go with. And I just, yeah, yeah. You know, just, just a, you know. Just, a bit of a hobby. Mm, yeah, ah, that's right. Yeah. Right. It, not an expensive hobby, really, just... You know, if you get into the horses and that sort of thing, well, it it can get expensive. I'm, yeah, I'm believing you can't like yeah, it. Yeah. But no, it's a, it's not an expensive hobby. It's a good hobby, and you know, you come to like this. Yeah. A lot, lot of nice people. Days nice out, people. and that's mm. what it's always about, yeah. isn't it? Just to come and come and give a bit of cheek. Yeah. And take a bit of cheek. <laughs> you know. And hopefully do some winning in the process. Well, maybe. that's right. That's right. It doesn't matter too much about no. that. But yes, I it, it, it is a bonus when you do get a winner too. Like yeah, yeah. that's right. No. Brilliant. That's right. Well, that's lovely chatting to you, right. Frank. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Well, we'll start with you, Victoria. Welcome to the Isle of Man. This is your first time here? Yeah, first time, yeah. And you brought along, who's this little fella? Uh, this is Spot. Um, he's my younger dog. And then I've got an older dog that we brought called Pip as well. And how's it gone for you this weekend? Yeah, good weekend. Pip won yesterday. Oh, brilliant. Congratulations. Uh, so, yeah, oh, so she fab. did well yesterday. And then she's had a good run today. Um, and Spot's had a good run today as well, so it's so going quite well. Excellent. Yeah. So how does that work towards the finals? Is it all done on points or how's... Yeah, the first top four go into the championship, what's like a double gather after the trial today. So oh. me and Pip will be going in for that today. And how do you feel? Are you nervous? Very, yeah. Oh, this is my first time I've ever done a double gather, so oh it'll be interesting. Word. Oh, fantastic. And how long have you had Pip and how have you managed to train her? Well, um, she's actually a gift. Um, I, we, she, we, we bred her and then we sold her and she went away to a man and then eventually uh, I started getting a little bit keen and we would go and try and get a dog at Skipton. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He, the, the man who had her was there and he says, oh, you can take Pip if you want because I'm going to sell her because um, I'm going to have to be a wagon driver. So oh, um, we brought her home and I started training with her and then trialling and then um, started doing quite well in the new handlers so he phoned up and he'd seen the results and he said she can have her she's doing oh, so well with her fantastic. she's hers and so, I bet that was the best news you'd heard yeah I was delighted so and, she, yeah. and I'm a childminder as well so she's brilliant with the kids so Monday to Friday she's a childminder <laughs> and then Saturdays Sundays she's sheepdog trials oh but that'll be a perfect balance isn't it yeah. you just that connection between the two of yeah. you which is pretty important for this job Very much but so. then also keeping a hand in with what what the originally yeah. brought 
bred for, I suppose, sheepdog. Yeah, that's it. She loves it as well. She absolutely loves what she does and we're a proper team together. And me and Spot are just starting to get more and more together as each time. So oh, brilliant. Exciting. Oh, yeah, happy boy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, very. And you've got your friend here, Matt. You're all the way over from Lake District. Yeah, yeah, um, just come over for the weekend for the trials, um, which has been good. The weather's been nice, so it's all been good. And how have you got on? Um, not as well as Victoria. I'm not, <laughs> not as professional. Uh, <laughs> but no, quite pleased. Um, yeah. The trial's been really good. It's um, been really well set out and the sheep have been good. Um, just uh, could have done with a bit more luck. Uh, <laughs> and do you know what? It's funny how you say that. Some people say it is just sometimes luck on the day. That can't be true. No, Victoria wouldn't agree. She's uh, <laughs> she's just done a really good job running the dogs. Um, yeah, no, you need a bit. Um, you do need a bit of good luck. The sheep yeah. need to be good. Um, things need to be working in your favour. But um, yeah, if you put plenty of training in, um, then then you get better results. So. So and with you, you're obviously up in the hills working away. Are these dogs what you'd take to work each day with you? Yeah, yeah, they're uh, my only work mates. Um, <laughs> it's just uh, me and the dogs on the hills, um, which is uh, I love it. Um, yeah. Just spending all day with the dogs. Um, yeah, better than better than people. <laughs> you know, many people do say that, and I, I think I have to agree with that sometimes as well. But no, that connection that you have with them, it must be quite hard because you'll need them to be strong on the hill and obviously a little bit more settled back in this job in the field. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a lot more precise um, on the field and the, on the trial field. They've got to, they've really got to to, to work um, with, like between us, um, and every little movement counts. We're on the hill. You can uh, you can go a long way wrong and, and still still not That's be too it. far away. There's a lot lot more scope. They're running a long longer distances. Um. And will they think for themselves on the hill as well? Whereas here they're fully under your control. Like you know, is that an attribute they have? Yeah, yeah. That's probably why they haven't done so well today <laughs> under my control. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on the on the hill, if they go behind a crag or something or behind a hill, they've got to they've got to think what they're doing for themselves. Yeah. 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 Oh, so how old are your ones? Will they be back again? Um, yeah, hopefully next year we'll be back. Um, <laughs> Jill's Jill's five and uh, Tim's six. Oh, so there's plenty of yeah. years left. Yeah, in them, yeah, really, a few so. more years. Yeah. Well, Gavin, I spoke to your boy Matthew there just before, and uh, he hasn't had so much luck as you had. Well, no, he's he's done all right, but he hasn't just worked as well as he might have hoped but we've got one through to do the double gather definitely so and how challenging will that be the double gather it's always a bit challenging but hopefully we can master it um you just need your dog to listen for a blowback uh, if the sheep you know the sheep can help you or, or not help you but hopefully it'll go okay yeah so how does that change from the from the runs that you've been doing yeah well the, the most change is you're putting your dog round on one side and you fetch the sheep so, so far, but then you put your dog back for the second gather to pick another packet of sheep up. So it makes it rather more difficult. Your dog has got to look back again, and not, not all dogs have done that no, before. No, no. And is that quite hard to train them to do that? It's, it, it can be a bit difficult, but if they're at work quite a bit, they pick it up. Yeah, and especially in your line of work, you'll need a dog to think for itself a little bit. We do, yeah. We do quite a lot of fell work with our dogs, so they've got to use their own brains a little bit. Um, that's where we maybe come short and they use theirs. <laughs> and how do you come about your dogs? We've bought them both, actually, that I've got here today. We have got some pups by one of them now, but we've mostly what buy dogs. If we see something young that we like, we'll we'll pick one up. Um, but I've had a, quite a good dog at the moment, so I've bred some of my own pups, yep, and hopefully yep. they'll come through. And that's it. It's sometimes a bit of luck of the draw. Definitely. We've had pups before, and it hasn't really worked, but some have. <laughs> it, you, don't, you don't know. No. No. And how do you feel for the final? Oh, I'm, I'm not... 
worried about it, but I'm not going in with too much confidence. Just take it as it comes. Yeah. And every final will be different. It's you, know, you just don't know until the day. No, that's right. You're dealing with animals quite a bit, and it's, uh, <laughs> it, there's all sorts can go wrong. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, well, let's, let's hope it's right for you today, Gavin. <laughs> well, thank you very much. OK, thank, thank you. you. Well, Michael Taggart, you're never too far away from these good events put on, the Sheepdog Trials. Yeah, we're, we're here today up at uh, Crow's Bishop's Court here up on Bishop's Domain here and a grand view it is. Uh, we've got a lot of competitors over from the north of England, I would say, up from Barnard Castle and around that area, down into the Lakeland Fells. Uh, good, good people and nice people to talk to. Yeah, so we've got 25 competitors and there's a few Manx competitors as well. But coming from them areas there, Michael, them fells, my God, you'll need a good dog up there. Oh, you'd want tough dogs and, and there's one lad here, he's a shepherd, he's contract shepherding and he's contract shepherding on 3,900 3, acre hill farm, that's Matthew Fernan and Gavin, his father, he's got a thousand fell ewes and six hundred uh, sixty suckler cows, so he's kept busy, like <laughs> doing well. So uh, to take them out of their farm and enterprises to come here, you know, that's a, a long weekend out, isn't it? It's, it is a long weekend, but it's what he says. You, you get on that boat and uh, over to the Isle of Man we come, and it's a holiday for them, and it's exactly the same. Like so you, yourself, Kitty, you go away to a sail and. Uh, you get on that boat and it's finished for the That's you it, can't go it? home at night time <laughs> this is it and what an enjoyment it is there's plenty of people watching too oh, there's lots it? of manx people here watching and, and it's nice and it, it's a proper one man and his dog yeah it's lovely yeah and back to your competitors there michael you were saying that the local boys are having a go too yeah we've got um uh, David Brew from Balakenig. Uh, we, we've had Finn Partington up here. I even had a little dabble, but <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> but the main man organising it, Richard Crow, he's competing too. Yeah, Richard's competing. Yeah, he's ran two or three dogs here today. And we got to remember young uh, Freddie, his son. He had he had a little bit of a hiccup on the Friday, but he had a tremendous run here on the uh, uh, I'm saying Friday on the Saturday, and he had a tremendous run here on the Sunday morning. So he's made up with himself now and made it all better it was going a bit horrible for him yesterday but he's, he's back in it now yeah, yeah yeah and how are the sheep been because sometimes you get to these events and they can be wild as the hills and oh. other times a bit steady yeah the, the sheep have been well well behaved and the competitors are all happy with them but uh, the the sheep are starting to get a little bit wise now on ah. the second day they're not <laughs> wanting to shed off and that's what makes the competition that the sheep are behaving themselves and it, you've just got to work with the dog and just take your time when you're doing that shed and that's the main you can make gain or lose a lot of points on it and you're saying the competitors there it can be within some days have a good run the next day not so good yeah. well some of these are old hands at it you know uh, we've got some national finalists yeah here. we've got frank Cecilthwaite. he's been over here many times and and frank he's uh, he's a retired builder um, he's competed in the english national team three times he's taken yeah. part in the international and twice made it through to the last day he's also judged a numerous numerous um um dog trials in Holland and Italy so he gets round as well not bad for a retired builder <laughs> but like you say him here in amongst the thick of it with all of us it could go either way for oh, him it can it can and there's young Victoria she's doing a sterling job yeah she's done a real real good run she's had uh, some tremendous and she and it's it's any sort of business and she's a full-time childminder <laughs> 
So it just goes to show you don't have to be an agricultural person. No, you don't person. have to. You don't have to be an agricultural person. I love the dogs and, and, and enjoy the outdoor. And what do you think it is to get that connection, you know, between the dog and the handler? What is it? Patience. Yeah. Patience. <laughs> that's it. That's all it is. And just a love of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. good fun. And that's yeah. what it's all about, is having that fun, isn't it? Yeah, I was talking to one or two of the competitors and they said they've come here, that there's no pressure on, you know, there's no worry about making a bit of a hiccup or whatever. It's just one of them things and they've really enjoyed the time, I think. Yeah, I've not heard a bad word said anyway, no. so I hope they have. This is uh, they're the only problem they're going to have is they could have got on that boat tonight and it's looking a bit choppy out there <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly is. At least the fog's gone. Yeah. But what about the course, Michael? How difficult was it? I think it was reasonable, it was reasonable, it, it, there was no hard parts about it, it's a, a standard sort of um, run for, for people, um, and it's a, good it's a good course, everybody says that you can look into it, you can see what your dog's doing, there's no hidden gaps or anything, you know, hollers that they can't see what the sheep are doing, so it's a grand view, yeah, yeah, yeah for, for all the competitors. So what's, who's going to win it then? Any predictions uh, you've been saying, commentating? I'm not saying anything. I'm keeping my mouth shut because the judge will know and that's Norman Christian. Yeah, he's um, an old hand at this job too. Yeah, he's done a lot of judging and Norman's competed in dog trials for years and years and he's, his son's coming through. He's he's judged, uh, he's been competing in one man and his dog, Robbie Christian. And now his grandchildren have got their own dogs now, um, Freddie and uh, Eddie. So yeah, yeah, Frankie and Eddie I should say. And yeah, good. The full yeah. family. Full uh, family, full, yeah. da, full family of dogs. Well, for their type of farm in there that you've got the, the hill sheep and the mules, they need a good dog. Oh yeah. Yeah, extensive range. They're running 2,000 acres up here on Michael Hills. So Robbie and Frankie and Eddie, they're coming into their own now with Heather. Heather behind them. Need a good woman behind them. Don't be just... <laughs> but no, they're good farmers and, like you say, a good dog. And days like today, enjoying what they do. Yeah, yeah. And Norman Norman gets up and he gets up and watches them going now and just keeps an eye on them, keeping, all that, uh, keeping his eye on them. Yeah. That was Michael Taggart, the commentator for the... The two days there at Bishop's Court, along with some of the guests, Frank Satterthwaite, Victoria Graham, father and son, Matthew and Gavin Fearon, and the organiser and chairman of the Manannan Sheepdogs was Richard Crow. Well, she was a, a blustery old time up on the hills there, and uh, pretty tricky conditions, I'd imagine, for the dogs trying to hear whistles from, from that distance away, but uh, all good fun and a good crowd there. It was lovely for people to watch, and an age-old tradition, the farmer there with a dog. Young farmers don't do that anymore. They get tractors and machinery and quads and trucks. But to see that the handler and the dog working in harmony, just nothing like it, is there? Yeah, and it's great to see you'd think there would only be the, the older generation in it, but great to see some of the younger ones taking part, wasn't it? Yeah, Victoria Graham there, the visitor from Cumbria, and um, Matthew Fear and two young people just having a great time and Victoria doing exceptionally well on the first two days but like they said the passion for the dog shone through and obviously uh, it's all look at the draw some of the time yes it is the old sheep can be a bit of a devil as you know 
You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermud and myself, Simon Clark. Well, one tradition that's been going many years up the north of the Isle of Man is the Andrus Root Show, or as it's known today, the Andrus Produce Show. I spoke to some of the people who were taking part and had exhibited some bits and pieces in various sections of the event. But firstly, I spoke to a well-known northern farmer for many, many years, Ronnie Fairburn, who was judging an unusual activity that was going on which you don't see very often these days. No, everything is dying out the old-fashioned way with modern technology and combines. But before, we used to always stack the corn out in the field or in the hacker. There was no barns. And uh, you had to make uh, thatch, go and cut rushes or a thatch or pull straw. And then you had to make thumb rope to tie the thatch on. I was just... Uh, things were different in the farm and there wasn't much money going and you buying a uh, kayar rope and stuff for the put on the sacks was a normal job. So, uh, so rooks too, rooks are hay. Used to always twist the hay too to for, stop the rook from blowing away in uh, in out in the fields. So, so that so they would make make these ropes by by twisting the straw around quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot more cost effective I'd imagine than buying them. Oh well yes. It wasn't everybody who could afford to buy them. Times were tired on those farms that time, like. I used to have a, everything had to be used twice. Yes. And w- was there a particular straw that was better for oats? Well, oats, oats were, there was nearly all oats straw, but uh, if you could get wheat straw for thatching, it was better better to thatch with was wheat straw than, than oats because it was straight and longer, like. Yeah. But uh, when the combines came in, uh, they were crushing the straw all up. Like, So this straw here today has been specially cut, I think, for this job. And it's looking to be good rope coming. What I mean, could, was, was, did, it, did it need to be fairly perfect? Was it a good technique? No, no, as long no, as it no, was no. reasonable. As long as you were made to hold the thatch on the stacks was the main thing. Oh, there was some time you were breaking, per not and... Really? Oh, yes. Oh, he didn't throw them away at all. Yes, they were, they were a tough time, but every wet day you had to go and make these ropes because it wasn't fit to put corn in. like. Right. So they, 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 used to, you know, they used to throw thatch over the haystacks and cover them with that. Was that the only use they had, really? Oh, it was only rushes uh, or, or pulling uh, straw, but uh, thatching with wheat straw. The mill that it'd be just put down in the thrashing mill, just the sheep, so it wasn't broke. It would come out the back, just the head took off it, the grain took out. Mm. But when you when you look at it, Ronnie, you've been you farming all your life, and you've seen this done from the cutting it with scythes, I'd imagine, and doing it with with well, combines have, and thrashing. I've seen, I've seen some fields cut with the scythe, and then the horse reaper came in with a sheep board on, and you had two men on the three uh-huh. horses and and two men sitting on and one man working his foot and he would pull a uh, straw sheep corn onto it and then when it got enough for a sheep drop it off and the women come and uh, stand on it yeah was it was that a, a leap forward in them days for to that must have been <laughs> must have been <laughs> sometime but when the binder came out by gum that was mighty then was it yeah, yeah. except when it was a wet year and the ground was wet and all it was only driven by one wheel <laughs> Come the horses were jibbing, <laughs> and then getting cross. Oh, yes. but, but then the self-propelled combine come in, change things. Uh, <laughs> I the self-propelled, 
but the first ones come out, I've seen uh, three or four tractors chopping through the straw cone to pull it out. Really? Oh, I don't see it. The fields don't seem to be as wet these days as they used to be then, Dan. But yeah. it, it's great to see a tradition like oh, this still being lovely to, to, see the, to the public. Lots haven't seen it. And especially see these young ones coming here today to do this. is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, because they've got like a, a, a bit bit and brace drill, really, isn't it? Is that what it is? Well, it's the part of the mm. drill, yeah. and they've made made into a thing which was always... Sometimes you only had to twist it by hand. Somebody later on, as I came on to this idea of uh, putting a brace and pit onto the job. <laughs> but easier on the fingers. Oh, a lot <laughs> easier too. Uh, Beryl Brightson, uh, great to see you at Anders Root Show. Um, you've been here displaying various items, uh, a big family effort too. Um, yes, uh, we, we usually support the craft section. Um, I've grown up around supporting the Root Shows and the horticulture shows on the island. Uh, my father was a big uh, supporter, showing chrysanthemums and uh, gladioli and vegetables. And my mother always uh, entered uh, knitting and crocheting in the craft classes. And uh, I followed on and I produce knitting and crochet items and craft items. And this year now, uh, my daughter has started to show and my grandson has done things for the children's classes as well. Wow, that's uh, that's some family uh, tradition and history, isn't it? It's uh, it's gone back since I was a child. I say when my father and, and my mother was always going supporting all the all small shows on the island, and uh, we always trotted along, and uh, it's just a lovely atmosphere. It's it's lovely to keep the as we find in here the the traditions of of these small shows. It's lovely to keep them going. You think that in this day and age, people wouldn't be bothered going to this sort of thing? But look at it here, Andres. It's packed, and it, it's like this at the majority of them, isn't it? It is. Yes, it's lovely to see. Um, we we like to support. We also like the uh, the auctions afterwards and uh, picking up some nice fresh bargains to go home with. Um, but it's supporting the local communities as well, which is is lovely to do. But the young people are involved in it a lot. And it's, it's just lovely to see all the children's work in, in the shows. Well, Pam Carade, a lovely cup that you've just received there for your service to, to the Root Show. Yes, it is. It's very nice. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, retiring now is uh, quite a long time involved in the Root Show and, and the Andrews Produce Show. Yes, 34 years as secretary and four years as assistant. Yeah, but I've been involved over 40 years because my husband was in the sheepdogs when they were running the sheepdog trials, so it's well over 40 years. Mm. Yeah, as, as much change, because you, you do keep a, a lot of the traditional things in. Yes, well, we have kept all the Sagan and Lankets and all in the classes, but we've added new ones over the years. Has there been a highlight so far over the years? Some uh, bizarre exhibit that you've seen in that has been, wow, that caught your eye. Oh, I think the pumpkins, the big pumpkins, <laughs> that's been a big change, yes. Yeah, but, but they're, they're always, you think these sort of things would be um, slipping in popularity, but look at the hall today. It is, it's lovely. After Covid, you know, you sort of got to start again, and I think it's been lovely today. You know, it is very nice. Yeah. They've done a good job. 
because uh, I suppose uh, is there a favourite section for yourself? You've always been involved in the garden and the flower side, I suppose. Have you? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I'm no gardener at all. Uh, preserves and cakes is more in my line. Yeah. But do you, do you get the chance to get a couple of jars from the competitors of this? No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, and the varieties have changed too. I mean, today we had watermelon jam. So uh, things are different. Yeah, well, we were out picking blackberries, uh, picking blackberries the other day, and still loads on the hedges. It's as if nobody can be bothered anymore. Well, I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. When you see apple trees with loads of apples on, and they're just left to fall on the ground, you know, don't think people bother the same. Mm-hmm. But no, I like to do a bit. Yeah. What are you going to do <clears throat> with your, all your spare time now? Take up cycling or triathlon? Or <laughs> I haven't got much spare time, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, I want to fill my time with something to do. I like to be busy. Yeah, well, a great recognition you got from the uh, from the parish of Andrews today, and well done in your time, sir. Right, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Pam can raid there, the secretary for over 30 years of the Root Show and Andrews Produce Show, getting... Uh, rightly awarded that wonderful cup that she got there uh, also Beryl Brideson who was showing some bits and pieces good family affair there all in different classes and firstly Ronnie Fairburn who's been uh, supporting it and uh, good knowledge of them old events like this again and uh, and uh, the blanket making Kiri unbelievable <laughs> them days are gone <laughs> but they could still see them making them uh, at events like that that's it it's so important to keep our history and culture alive isn't it and did you take part uh, no but i was watching oh okay but the many many years that people come back year on year to have a go with a pot of jam or cake or or whatever it is or to grow the vegetables to see if they can better their neighbor or better the competition and they live for these events yeah and the, the school kids involved in a lot of these today with the um writings on the wall and the pictures and the craft that they do is you never know what people get up to behind closed doors do you certainly not and it's a great platform for some of those young people to take a notion who knows it could be the next Mary Berry but uh, it's been a busy weekend uh, Kiri really uh, I was out with the, the Beach Buddies crew on Sunday morning uh, picking up some litter from the hedges around Jerby there's plenty to do the Harvest Homes are coming up I believe there was a really good one there in Glenmay Village on Sunday night too so always look out for those dates yes and uh, there's an event happening in uh, on the Oristale Loop Road which we'll tell you more about on next week's programme and also the uh, Manx Bantam Fur and Feather Show will be happening on Sunday the 17th of October in the memorial hall in union mills if you want to catch up with the interviews in full listen to the podcast on mike's radio's website and we're back next tuesday with more so until then from me simon clark i'm me kiri kermode we'll see you next week bye-bye bye-bye